You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. The NFL draft wrapped up here in 2023. Good stuff going forward here as we turn the page for fantasy football advanced scouting. We looked at the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end stock watch for the rankings post-draft. Now we're going to figure out how to make sense of a mock draft here. So we're going to look at rounds one and two today. We're going to come back with rounds three and four. And then on Friday, we'll have our reaction to the 2023 NFL schedule release. We'll have dates and times for all the games that are on the schedule. And we can attack that from a fantasy football perspective, knowing when these games are going to be played and to look at the matchups that we can most exploit at different times of year. So looking forward to that, looking uh, excited here with the the mock draft Uh, i can't wait to break it down for you here how it looks like and what it might play out like in a 12 team league half point ppr we'll do that for you shortly thanks again for making locked on fantasy football your first listen it every day every day a special shout out to you thanks so much for checking us out every weekday all throughout the off season and season if you're new to the show welcome and we'll break things down for you uh in depth here so you can uh, dominate your real draft in fantasy when it comes around in August and September. So looking forward to uh, counting down to that. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit betterhelp.com slash lockdown today to get 10% off your first month. All right, let's uh, dive right in. Uh, The number one pick here in Half Point PPR should be Christian McCaffrey. He finished pretty high up there with Austin Eckler and Josh Jacobs. Uh, McCaffrey, we were avoiding him a little bit with the injury history, but... A couple things happened. He stayed healthy, number one, with the Panthers. He was healthy enough to be traded to the 49ers in midseason. Then we know his value went shooting up. He was the dominant force in that San Francisco backfield. Elijah Mitchell did a little bit of work behind him to keep him fresh and let those legs healthy. So really like the fact that McCaffrey went to the elite program of the 49ers. Ideal running back at a high level, zone blocking. He can do it all. For McCaffrey, that was a great situation. He was a receiving and rushing machine, scoring quite a bit here for the 49ers as they marched with their quarterback issues all the way to the NFC Championship game. So McCaffrey is in a great position, great team, leader of an offense that's uh, run first here and uh, got to be more run reliant with some ambiguity over quarterback Brock Purdy at his elbow. You got uh, Trey Lance coming off his ankle. We're not sure what Sam Darnold's going to give them. It's funny, Darnold and uh, McCaffrey might be reunited here as they were in Carolina. So interesting things developing there for San Francisco. But we know McCaffrey's going to be the bell cow. They're going to give Mitchell just enough to keep him healthy, which we like here. So great pick here right at the top for Team 1. We're looking at McCaffrey as a foundational player. There, Look, last year there were debates, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey. Everyone was pushing for McCaffrey a little bit over Taylor. Ended up being right, but Taylor didn't to stay healthy, and that was a big part of it. So durability can be an issue for anybody, and that's something we do have to consider. Now, not far behind the top running backs in scoring. We had uh, McCaffrey and Austin Eckler, and of course Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing and yards for scrimmage as a absolute steal when people were drafting him as an RB2. 
Justin Jefferson was right up there. Big year for Jefferson, as we expected with uh, Kevin O'Connell. If you went Jefferson over Cooper Cup, you're rewarded there. So the Taylor versus CMC didn't quite work out, but Jefferson stayed healthy, dominated, even with Adam Thielen putting up some numbers. Now Thielen is gone. K.J. Osborne is the outside number two. You also now have Jordan Addison, the rookie from USC via Pittsburgh, as a guy that can work the slot and help re- replace Thielen. You also have T.J. Hawkinson replacing uh, what they had at tight end. So they have a legitimate tight end who could be the number two target behind Jefferson. Addison is there in Osborne, but really you look at Jefferson and uh, his role. He's kind of an extension of the running game. They've given the ball quite a bit with Kirk Cousins. Decent enough chemistry. I think some extra touchdowns would be nice, but the yardage-wise, volume-wise, it's there. There's some games where he's contained and he doesn't put up the numbers, but Overall, Jefferson is as consistent as they come as a fantasy football force. So go running back, wide receiver at the top here. The third pick, Austin Eckler. Look, there were some grumblings. He wanted out of Los Angeles and wanted the bigger contract and maybe a trade here. But he's still the lifeblood of what they do a lot offensively. A lot of it is that Keenan and Mike Williams not reliable to stay healthy. They added Quentin Johnson, Darius Davis, but still not added a running back behind Eckler. They do have some depth there, but... And even because Eckler, he's still lead back, a receiving forward back there for the Chargers. So I think one more good year Eckler can give you in fantasy before the volume starts that up a little bit because the catches count on top of the carries. And then you look at uh, the age is going to be a factor as well. So I think this may be the last real spike you get from Eckler. So you can tap into him and it's a reasonable pick at number three. Now, Jonathan Taylor is also a reasonable pick at number four here, rebounding from the season he had last year. Just couldn't stay on the field. Nagging injury. The Colts kind of became a dumpster fire with uh, the Matt Ryan, Frank Reich fiasco there in the final season, uh, moving on from Carson Wentz. So it was pretty brutal at the end, and uh, they didn't have a real quarterback solution there. They had to put in Sam Ellinger. It was just awful, and it, there was nothing that Taylor could have done if he had been on the field. The offensive line struggled a little bit. So I think everything's spiking up. Now you have a running quarterback with the upside, Anthony Richardson, a good run forward offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen. Gardner Minshew can facilitate Taylor. Their offensive line, I think, will play a little bit better. Taylor should be healthier. You don't really have a receiving option there out of the backfield. Taylor should see the high volume in those touches. And we know he's a special back when healthy. Really didn't have any injury issues until last year really ever in his career, high school, college, that didn't surface. So he's a typically durable back. I think he'll rebound nicely. That puts him right in the conversation of the top four here for fantasy football. So top four picks, we have three running backs and Justin Jefferson sandwich in between. Now we go to the next pick. It's wide receiver. Jamar Chase did slip among the wide receiver ones last year. He had an outstanding rookie season right up there with Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup dominated everyone. Chase was a good second there, but... Now he's going to come back up, I think, uh, just as a key target here. T. Higgins is there, but Tyler Boyd might f- fade a little bit as they're not going to re-sign him. Just too many things to do. Higgins is looking for a contract. They'll probably lock in Joe Burrow with an extension. Chase is also motivated to get his big money soon from the Bengals. So Chase, I think, can rebound big. They took away the big play from him a lot, and that contained his production versus his rookie season. But I think the Bengals did a great job of adjusting, throwing to him in a short area, moving him inside when needed. So Jamar Chase, I think, also comes up big for a rebound and lives up more to the expectations of the draft of 2022. 
All right, Bijan Robinson, we said he was an elite running back. Yeah, we're just going to go all in on it here. The Falcons have a top-flight running game. They're very uh, heavy and dedicated to it. So you look at that, I mean, Bijan's a great spot. The run blocking's good. They're going to lean a lot on it. Desmond Ritter's a decent runner as their starting quarterback. So that's the only concern if they trail, but then Robinson can get the checkdowns and be effective as a pass catcher too. So every you look like it, it with him over Tyler Algier and Cordell Patterson, Robinson is the guy here. So this is an aggressive ranking for sure, but uh, you took it looking at him at the mock draft. This is a good foundation. So we have now four running backs off the board. Robinson is the fourth. It's a bit aggressive for this team here, picking at number six, but it does make a lot of sense when you look at the volume involved, the talent of the player, and the specific uh, scheme and the setup for production in Atlanta. So it makes a lot of sense. So a lot of teams are looking at running backs still going a little old school with that, and I think that's kind of how the draft has pivoted a little bit, but still plenty of wide receivers and one tight end you want to look at in the first round. Another running back goes off the board here on our mock draft. Josh Jacobs, he was a value pick. He was taken in the RB2 range, round four, that type of pick. Now he's going to be a premium pick. I didn't see anything change in the Raiders to tell me he's going to go down here. In fact, Jimmy Garoppolo might stabilize things over what Derek Carr gave them, even more so. Offensive line is pretty decent here for the run blocking, especially Colton Miller. So everything's set up nicely for Jacobs to continue what he did. He got the franchise tag and being re-signed here. So Jacobs, again, not going to drop him too much down here. I think you look at CMC and Eckler, that's fair to put them over because their pass catching abilities and half-point PPR. Taylor also has a big role there. Robinson can see those uh, touches as well for the Falcons. So Jacobs right there in elite company at running back. And this is why you're going to have to jump on a running back early here if uh, there's an appropriate workhorse and that's what you see here so so far we're up to in our mock draft through seven picks we have a solid uh, five running backs and two wide receivers let's make it another wide receiver Tyree Kill now there's a lot of debate Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams I think it's getting close I think Adams if anyone would have dropped off a little bit based on losing uh, Derek Carr in the offense of Tyree Kill look John Waddle was very productive as well but Hill was the alpha I think he could have another big season here with uh, Tua Tagovola. So I like, love it here as the eighth pick. So, again, these teams that uh, took wide receivers, I think you'll see them maybe think about wide receivers a little bit later in the draft and I think running back next. And same goes in a different way for the teams that went with running back. I think you have to tap into wide receiver in round two. So we'll get into round two. We'll get into our final picks there at the bottom of round one. We'll do that in our next couple segments. So we'll look at the turn. We'll go from uh, picks nine through 12 and go 13 through 16 and close all the way through the first round as we go back up in our snake draft format here. It's a fantasy football mock draft rounds one and two for 2023. And uh, if we recap there, McCaffrey, Jefferson, Eckler, Taylor, Chase, Robinson, Jacobs, Hill so far with our top eight. This episode and show is brought to you by BetterHelp. And uh, we told you at the top that uh, BetterHelp is the place to uh, kind of uh, find your self and uh, get the roadmap to where you need to be if you're a little bit lost. And uh, it's so easy to get caught up in whatever everyone else needs from you. And you can never take a moment to think of yourself and uh, find the direction you need to go to. We spend all our time giving. It can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life get your direction, keep your bearings, and allowing you to support others is huge there without leaving yourself behind. And really, I can't tell you how much uh, that 
Therapy has helped me, and BetterHelp is going to get you there as well with the, the way that you want a comfortable and convenient way to do so as well. So if you think about starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. I think you'd really benefit from it. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge so you can find the right fit there to uh, bring up what's on your mind and uh, help you for sure. They're going to help you in the best way at BetterHelp. Find more balance with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. Go there to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, help, H-E-L-P, dot com slash locked on to get that 10% off your first month. Go check it out. Uh, they do a great job, and uh, we really thank them for sponsoring Locked On Fantasy Football. All right, we will continue the show in the moment, looking at the end of round one with our early fantasy football mock draft, and we'll get into round two in those picks. So we'll do eight more picks here and then close with the final eight picks all the way through number 24 overall in fantasy football. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day, so you can subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's look at the next few picks. We're at uh, team number nine. Stefan Diggs is in a great position here because they didn't really go after an early receiver in the draft, as many thought they might. And Gabe Davis faded last year. He lost a few different guys in their offense. Isaiah McKenzie had cut into some work, as well as Jameson Crowder and Cole Beasley. These guys are all gone. So you look at uh, Stefan Diggs in a really good spot here to dominate the looks here from Josh Allen. I mean, he's fine. I mean, it's really tough to separate Hill, Diggs, Adams here among this tier of wide receivers once you get past the top two, really, with Jefferson and Chase. I think it just gets more difficult because these guys are bunched up. It really comes down to the touchdowns and the scoring and how much they're in the red zone. But the volume is going to be high. The targets are going to be massive. The catch rate is going to be good. So everything lines up really well here for Stephon Diggs, who didn't, again, Hill Diggs. I mean, Adams is turning into a value if he slips behind these guys. But I think again, part of it is the, the transition of the quarterback there. But you don't have that, of course, with Hill and Diggs. It's the same thing that you're looking at. Chase and Jefferson, of course, have that stability again going into 2023. The next pick is Nick Chubb. They really didn't crowd this uh, Browns backfield. Didn't bring back Kareem Hunt. Didn't re-sign Dernis Johnson. So limited backups behind him. We're just a little bit worried that they don't use him enough in the passing game. But that role could increase a little bit here. So number 10 makes a lot of sense to go in the backfield. Once you get Hill and Diggs gone, I think you could pursue Devontae Adams here. But I think you can look at maybe good wide receiver value on the turn coming back in the second round at pick number 15. Saquon Barkley's next. Yeah, this is where I would put him. Uh, there's some sites that have him higher. I think this makes a little bit more sense here at the end to get an RB1. I know they're a bit of a stalemate with this franchise tag, the Giants, and trying to figure things out. They also drafted running back with capacity to be a lead in Eric Gray, so we'll see how that plays out. But Saquon Barkley makes a lot of sense as a penultimate first-round pick here. So this team is happy with that. So our running back count continues to grow with two more Chubb and Barkley back-to-back. And we're up to four wide receivers here. So, interesting mix. We have not tapped into tight end, and it's time to do that. This seems like the ideal place to get Travis Kelsey. The turn, always in that late first round. Look, he's a bit of a luxury pick. It's going to cost you down the line at other positions. Running back or wide receiver, not going to be as deep or as uh, strong on the first line. But 
Kelsey gives you such an advantage there. I think there's still clear separation between him and Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle, and the rest where you have that big advantage. He's still an elite player. No signs of slowing down. Very durable, very reliable week in and week out. That's what I like about him, the consistency, but also the spikes are there. You can have those multiple touchdown games in any moment as well to carry your team. So love that with Travis Kelsey. So makes sense at the bottom once those runs of wide receivers and running backs are done to go in that direction. Now the next pick with uh, Kelsey, you can also rest assured if you're the team picking 12th that you can turn around and get a running back. And Tony Pollard is in a great situation. No Ezekiel Elliott. The Cowboys have no sign or plans to replace him right now. Malik Davis is still in the mix. They did get the rookie Deuce Vaughn as well. But uh, it's a great draft here for Tony Pollard. This is Brian Schottenheimer, run-heavy offense. He's going to be lead here. So Pollard would be next off the clock. So Kelsey Pollard, a pretty darn good turn there for team number 12th. As for the team number 11, they're back on the clock, and okay, now there's their opportunity. Maybe this is what they anticipated, that Adams has a shot at coming back, or they would have at least got Kelsey here at this spot, at uh, this uh, 14th pick. So if we look at Saquon Barkley, Devontae Adams, a pretty good start to the draft here. When you look at it, Adams getting him in the early second is uh, somewhat of a coup, but really that shows you the bit of the value at wide receiver where you can go running back early and then come back here in the second round. The next team is going to go from a Nick Chubb to CeeDee Lamb. That makes a lot of sense. Tap into that here and uh, get the wide receiver that's going to be the busiest with volume for the Cowboys. So a couple of Cowboys here sandwiching Devontae Adams on the way up. Stefan Diggs says you've got to go after running back here if you're this team at team number nine. So it makes sense to look at uh, Derek Henry there. So Derek Henry, I think uh, there's a little bit of exaggeration on him totally breaking down. He's still the main guy in this backfield. Maybe one more really good season is left in him. But again, the volume alone says you got to target Derek Henry here, especially if you've gone wide receiver in the first round. All right, so that would uh, seem to also be a philosophy for the team picking next. We'll get into that uh, team, the, the team number eight that drafted Tyree Kill. We'll break down those final eight picks all the way through uh, twenty. Four overall in the early fantasy football mock draft for 2023. So good stuff there. We'll come back tomorrow with rounds three and four every day. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available to you on all platforms. Subscribe and follow for free. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Check out two more great shows on the network here. Locked On uh, NFL Scouting, good show there as they break down uh, things around the league, uh, the veterans and rookies and the draft picks to come. Check that as well as locked on NFL draft to looking at the future. They're now turning attention slowly from 2023 and that prospect class that just entered league to 2024. So check it out. Locked on NFL scouting, locked NFL draft here on the locked on network. All right. It is time to close the show here and look at the final eight picks through uh, 24 overall in an early fantasy football mock draft. So we're back up to team number eight as we make the turn and go upward here and backward in the first two rounds. So you have uh, Tyreek Hill, so that would make sense to go after running back. Brees Hall, indications are that he's in a good spot here to uh, go up, and uh, we really like that potential. So that is uh, definitely something you can look at with uh, this, and uh, really a good pick overall with uh, Brees Hall and what he can do, and I think there's every indication that he's going to be lead back for this team, so something we're going to definitely watch out for with his explosion and uh, making those plays. So really excited to look at uh, Brees Hall there at number 
13 in this uh, spot here, when you go all the way up uh, 8, you go down to 12, you get uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So when you look at that 8 and 17, good picks there as you go up in the turn. So Hill and Hall, interesting combination there. Josh Jacobs says you can go after a top flight receiver. How about make that to A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown having a big year last year, uh, playing off uh, Devonta Smith and putting up those numbers for the Eagles. Both of them were really fine fantasy football assets. So you go in that direction, you feel really good about it. So again, Jacobs-Brown combination is very good. Now, the team that got uh, one to Bijan Robinson, they couldn't go after Jameer Gibbs and uh, lock up the rookie combination, but we're going to have them go in a slightly different direction. I think Travis Antian does have some competition, but I think he also has some upside playing with the Jaguars offense. So we're going with Travis Etienne here for the Robinson team. They like youth being served here, so that's not a bad way to go. Etienne essentially in his year two after his rookie year got wiped out a couple years ago. Robinson putting him in the backfield as well. So Travis Etienne with Robinson, a very good combination. The next team took uh, Jamar Chase, and they like Ramondre Stevenson here. So Stevenson definitely is a round two pick at this rate because the Patriots did not fall through and getting a running back in the draft as many thought they would. Damian Harris is gone. He's in Buffalo. So that really helped Stevenson's value overall in early downs and receiving. So like him quite a bit here. And uh, there's an argument that he could go a bit over Hall and Etienne here. I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in the end. But this is where it's looking like right now. You look at the team that has Jonathan Taylor, team number four. They can uh, go back in and get Garrett Wilson. So that's a good spot. I think Garrett Wilson needs to be more aggressively drafted. And I think you'll see his number spike as we get closer. Aaron Rodgers and uh, that chemistry that uh, is going to develop there. He's clearly the number one here. So love that pick here, especially when you get Taylor, you get the volume back. It's pretty nice to pick it early there for that reason is that you cover up some of your production there for your RB2. And therefore, you can go that direction hard at wide receiver. The next pick, Austin Eckler's team and number three, Emon Ross St. Brown. So following that path, we have running back that acts like a receiver. You can put up some bigger numbers there. So Emon Ross St. Brown, still going to dominate. You have uh, Jameson Williams uh, on the suspension shelf. Other receivers are gone. DJ Chark is being replaced here by Marvin Jones. We'll see what Jones has left in the tank here returning to Detroit. But Emon Ross St. Brown can dominate here. Uh, they got some youth to be served elsewhere to give him help in the passing game as Jared Goff's clear Cooper Cup-like go-to guy in Detroit. The team that got Justin Jefferson at number two, they need to look at running back, so it might be a little bit of reach here for Najee Harris, but I think Harris can rebound. Remember, Harris was an RB1 there. is a rookie. He struggled a bit last year with the numbers going up and all that. So, again, Najee Harris is still in a really good spot to produce and I see the key volume here, and the Steelers' upgrades on the offensive line certainly going to help his production as well. And again, a guy that we will watch to potentially go on the rise. And the Christian McCaffrey person, uh, this makes a lot of sense from last year. We saw a lot of Jonathan Taylor, Mark Andrews combination at 1-24. and 24. Well, this makes sense to go after that luxury at uh, tight end, knowing that uh, you're going to turn around and be able to address running back or wide receiver if you need it to here flipping down on round number three. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of rounds one and two from Christian McCaffrey to Mark Andrews, uh, circling back to the same team here with our essentially top 24 selections off the board here and how to kind of uh, devise your strategy. You kind of have to have that mixed portfolio of running back, wide receiver. doesn't matter how you get it. You want to have the right values for both here in rounds one and two. And if when it calls for it, go for that special tight end that acts like a receiver. And Kelsey at the bottom of round one and Andrews at the bottom of round two definitely play into that. So 
a lot of stuff to look at there, a lot of uh, names, and uh, we're trying to navigate through that and try to get the best return on investments here with our draft picks. Uh, thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen day. Every day is tomorrow. We'll break down uh, rounds three and four of the mock draft initially, so going beyond Andrews and see what's going to happen there in uh, picks 25 through 48. That'll be the breakdown for you on Thursday's show. Friday, don't forget, we'll break down the NFL schedule from a fantasy football perspective there give you uh, what you need to look for, what you need to think about there as you're thinking about drafting your team for season long here in 2023. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. And we'll check you out tomorrow with a continuation of our early muck draft.